0: Welcome to Wild Hand. Today, our guest is Elizabeth Ronald's daughter, the editor of Bullet Train, Deadpool 2, Kate, Atomic Blonde, Shang-Chi, and Contraband. We talk about Bullet Train, process of making that film, how she became an editor, and much more. As always, if you could like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and enjoy the show. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, to get started, I'd just like to know how you uh, got involved with Bullet Train.
1: Well, I've been working with uh, uh, with uh, David Leitch and his producer, Kelly McCormick, for nine years now. So we do have a long term working relationship. So but because of logistics, I wasn't able to be with him on his last movie. So we were thrilled to be back working again. Um, yeah but like i say we've i've been working with him ever since we did John Wick No so...
0: that's great. <gasps> yeah yeah it is and and i suppose um how did that relationship come about with you and David um and sort of going into um Bullet Train um there was a lot of kind of logistic issues i suppose because it was sh- shot during covid um how did you come on to um film yes. uh, or editing and and that
1: kind of yeah. process. So I was actually on another movie when they were filming. I was on Shang-Chi. Okay. We got stuck in Australia for a year on Shang-Chi. <laughs> that was never the plan. But you know, we were all a bit confused there in the beginning. It's gonna be two weeks, you know, with no it's the last plane out, you know. It was that kind of panic there in the beginning. And we decided, or Marvel decided we should stay there and uh, waited out, no one knew how long this would take. So we waited it out and then we started shooting again. We were halfway through shooting Shang-Chi when when the lockdown came. And then we started, I'm not sure about the dates, but I think it was probably end of October or something like mid-October, I'm not sure. where we started filming again it's all like a one mess this year where we lost completely lost all sense of time but so we started shooting again and finished just before christmas Um, and at that time they were filming a bullet train but they wanted to wait for me so another editor came in and handled the dailies and then mid-February like two weeks before principal photography on bullet train ended I came on
0: right okay okay so you kind I of
1: shift, was on it until then and he passed the tours he actually went to a Marvel movie <laughs> oh right okay
0: yeah <laughs> we well like, he was
1: like passing the torch. He, he so, did yeah. it on week, um
0: two and three as well three. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's kind of good as well I suppose so yeah, yeah. um no that's amazing I mean with that process, is that I suppose it'll be in different normal kind of processes? You you jump on to the film from the beginning. Um, so do you find was that a bit difficult? Was that, was that, um,
1: yeah, it was a bit tricky. Yeah. Thankfully, I got the dailies every day, so I could go through it's a, 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 a what do you call it an app or a software that's yeah. called Pix where they load the dailies every day, so I could like see the dailies, but it's yeah. not an up. Op- it's not a great software for editors so I could like what's the dailies but then when I came back I just had to dive in and go just to have a sense of what was there yeah and then we spent a year editing it yeah yeah Yeah.
0: with that as well was there was much changes from the original script
1: yeah I talk about this a lot um because a script is a certain kind of language just like you know, a radio episode or a podcast is also a different kind of language. Yeah. So a movie is a kind is a different kind of language from a script. Mm-hmm. So my job is kind of I get all the translations people have to, you know, costumes, hair and makeup, uh, cinema photography, every through the vision of the director have translated into their craft. Yeah, And then all of this lands on my table and I have to translate the script into a moving image, you know, a movie. Yeah, And at the same time, respecting what everyone else has brought to the table, to the, to the translation. So yeah, it, it changed a lot. It yeah. did.
0: The, the way the characters are portrayed in the film, you know, they're quite big. They're all, you know, very flamboyant as well. They all stand out. Um, and the way you're able to tell these kind of mini uh, narratives of each character, their backstories, um, how it all leads into the ending, uh, how they all play a part um, is so well done because Thank again, you. sometimes.
1: But the scripted, it's all scripted. Yeah. It's some of them. We moved a tiny bit around as you move, you know, sentences when you're yeah. translating. Uh, yeah. So a different language, but so, yeah, things moved around and the whole beginning, we kind of we changed that a lot because in the book, as in the script, it's chapters like you get to know each character by chapter. And this works beautifully Mm -hmm. in the book. It works beautifully in the script, but when it's in the movie language, it just for the first thing, it took too long. And also when we started to intertwine them where they, you know, you know, he's bumping into the sun, into Kimura, Ladybug is bumping into Kimura, walking past. You get it all at the same time. Like there, you got a greater sense of fate, which you get from the script and you absolutely get from the book. But in moving language, it, came down a bit flat so as soon as we started intertwining them you got a greater sense of fate.
0: in this day and age there are a lot of book adaptations to screen and yeah. i think it's very difficult because a book has that time to really like lay out the whole scene build those relationships with the characters and you have to do that in such a small space of time um while yeah
1: can- also this is a language where a monologue can become a look yeah it doesn't mean the monologue is unnecessary in the mm-hmm. script because the actor needs that monologue to yeah. give that look mm-hmm. but once we have the movie the look is prop- sometimes it's enough
0: yeah no definitely definitely I, ju- I just want to point out i've just noticed the the shirt that you're wearing um that's a that's really good yeah that's brilliant yeah
1: it's a bullet Yeah. Brad actually designed this shirt oh did he <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, that's, it's like that's... a class of everything. <laughs>
0: movie. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant! Did he? Did, did um? Because normally with the editing process, it tends to be the directors or the producers that end up in the editing suite with you. Um, yeah. was that the same process? Were there any actors or anyone else that came into the editing suite with you to discuss yeah, kind of the so process of like that? He was
1: so generous! He okay. came for a week, just hanging around, looking at takes, talking. You know discussing really it was so much fun yeah, yeah. that's really very good. inspiring
0: how did you get into editing not many people just say i want to be an editor they they don't no. know that i thing. absolutely so... did
1: not no? no that was not what i was aiming for i actually i went to film school in london i went to the london it was then london international film school okay now it's only london film school in soho And I was concentrating on cinema photography. I was so fascinated by it. Also, like very philosophical about light and shadow. And so I was all for that. And there I got to learn. I never thought of an editor. I didn't think about it. But then I started to get uh, introduced to the process of editing. And when I came out of film school, I kind of just took me like a year i just shifted into the editing suite and i've been there since and i think i'm in my right place i i really i still enjoy it after you know more what is it 30 years of editing and i'm still having fun with it still enjoying it it's yeah it's my thing
0: obviously you're in london You've gone to film school. Did you go back to Iceland um, and start cinematography and some directing there, or did you start in London? Yeah, no, I started
1: in London. I I did some work both as an operator and focus puller and stuff like that. And then I I had a baby at the time. My son was seven years old when we were in London, and it's it was kind of difficult to be a single mom in London with a baby. So I decided, okay gonna give up i'm gonna go back to iceland iceland is so great in the sense it's small but at the same time we had have a very vivid film industry there's so much happening so i kind of come into that everything is like blossoming and um and in the beginning i kept going like cinema photography um but then i got pregnant again and i thought oh Gosh, it's because if you have a set of fifty people waiting for you, it's not going to be like, oh, the you know, yeah, the daycare is closed today, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you bring your baby to set. I mean, there are just too many elements. So, um, so I kind of I went back into the editing, like full time, and. Then, when he was a bit older, I could have gone back, but I was just in love with the process at that time. Yeah. But also, I've always been a single mom, more or less, mm-hmm. and um, which I also think is like a film curse. <laughs> you're passionate, about your work. It's, yeah. You're You're probably putting too much time in it. <clears throat> so. So, I just found it was time man- managing was so much easier mm-hmm. because you're so much alone yeah um and yeah and then i just got stuck there and also because i got more and more like interested in how you can shape a story how you can shape a character uh how you can play with the pace you know all of this stuff that is so much fun yeah i really enjoy it
0: no and i think that's i think that's I'm um- glad you brought that up that um you know you had a child when you were in london and then another child when you were back in iceland because
1: um, two more later so oh off- wow right okay That's, that,
0: again there seems to be more women coming through in the editing process and i think yeah. part of it again is the lack of people knowing what an editor is um, until you're in the industry and i think yeah. part of it is um again people not people not knowing about people like you that oh it can be done um you know yeah. single, there are a lot of single but I
1: have to there. say there are so many there's a whole uh, there are so many women editors and it's always been strong with the women the editing part which I think is partly this but it's yeah. easier to time manage some yeah. of them probably have made amazing directors yeah but uh, I also but so I, I do think it's important for the viewers to get a very diverse voices telling story. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that women become directors, screenwriters, producers, and are, a lot of women are producers. Creative producers uh, is kind of a new concept. It used to be just producer, like yeah. money maker producer now yeah. they're creative producers and you have really strong women there yeah. Kelly McCormick being one yeah who's produced all of those amazing action movies
0: well this is it she pretty much works with Deva Leach on on every film um and obviously yeah, she, does she does other does. things that she's done other stuff as well but yeah um I do think that is is good to see and again a lot of women who are single mothers. Um, they, the automatic thing is their life is put on hold because that they have a child. Yeah. The fact that you were able to do this and still navigate through the film industry and, and get to where you are now um, is very inspirational. And, and that's, a, yes. that's a big, that's a big thing.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think I always say children are not, no, you know, they are not trouble. They're part of life. And in the old days, they used to work with us. People went, you know, harvesting and stuff. They took their children with them. They were part of the society. Now we don't allow really children to be part of our uh, society until suddenly they're grown up and thrown into it. And I I kind of wonder if they had the same connection to that. It's their society because they're never allowed to be a part of it. So I actually, I always say this in LA, I, people bring dogs they have dog care centers yeah because people so just treat children like dogs yeah bring to work have you know have your studio put up a child care center yeah they are a part of they should be a part of our life and it's their society just as much as ours definitely and I yeah I think they get a, a stronger sense of being a part of it if they're allowed to participate
0: yeah I think that's a good point I'm assuming you've worked on commercials and other corporate stuff as well um how did you get into the f- actual sort of feature film process and and kind of getting up to the levels of say John Wick Deadpool 2
1: i did everything i again also as a, a single mom and you had to bring you you were the one bringing bread to the table and so yeah i had to work i took everything all all kinds of uh, corporate stuff, you know, yeah. boring stuff. Uh, TV news. I did TV news for a year. Uh, a lot of short films, a lot of documentaries, and then movies. And the thing is, I was always being told, "No, you have to concentrate. You're never getting anywhere if you don't like focus on what you want to do." But when I look back, all this, everything I went through, editing has given me tools that help me so much to where, where I am today, like um, just doing corporate stuff teaches you to, to find beauty and boring, you know, you have to find the essence of everything just to make it kind of interesting. So that's something I learned very soon is very important. Try to do the best out of what you have, even if it's a corporate thing um news taught me to work really fast I work really fast Uh, and I think that's the news where you had to like because every news story is just a a tiny little story that you have to boil down to you know even seconds but still get the the message across great school I worked on a children's tv show for a year it's called um it's called uh, lazy town it's it was produced in Iceland yeah. and that's all blue screen. And I was so, I didn't even get credit for it. I put my son on credit. His his lawyer Elisabetasund in the credit. Right. Okay, <laughs> that was a good idea. That was so hilarious, but he was always with me there. So I thought it was nice. Yeah, it's good. But it's all blue screen and green screen and just learning to work using your imagination. Are you kidding me? That's been a great it was a great school for what was to come. Um, then I did an animation movie, uh, Thor, uh, God of Thunder, which was an Icelandic uh, animation for children about, you know, Thor. Yeah. Again, just having to build up from storyboards and doing all the voices to time out stuff and then going into animatics and, you know, that taking all this which also has helped because huge part for in Deadpool, for example, it was one, two, at least two, three animated characters in Shang-Chi. They were so many, you know, the big one being the dragon, but all the animals, it's all, you know, so everything has brought me tools that I can use when doing hollywood blockbusters. So I'm really grateful for that journey. But in Iceland uh, I soon got in working with Baltasar Kormákur who is an Icelandic director. Okay. Uh, but also a producer and he produced a movie that's called Reykjavik Rotterdam directed by Oscar Jonasson. It's an Icelandic comedy. Okay. And they optioned it and Universal slash working title. It's a working title slate with Universal um, remade it as Contraband.
0: That's with Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes, directed.
1: with Mark Wahlberg that Balthasar uh, directed. And I was asked to edit that. Right. So much fun. Also, they're so different, the two movies. <laughs> like... You probably won't think you're watching the same. Yeah. But um, So, when we were doing Contraband, I met an amazing editor, Doty Dern, who has such a, she's done so much. I mean, everything from Memento, she edited Memento. The last thing she edited was uh, the Snyder Cut. So, she has like a very broad... Yeah,
0: she's she's gone gone through everything.
1: She's a goddess, like a goddess. And I absolutely adore her. We met through a friend and we had dinner together and we clicked and she contacted her agents. So they asked me to come in for an interview and I'm kind of from Iceland. I didn't even know what this was about, like agents, like what do they do? And and I went to meet them, uh, William Morris. Morris um, and uh, then I was, kept working with Balthazar for a year and then he was doing two guns, but wanted an American editor on it. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, so this is it. And then my agency called a year after I signed up with them. I obviously had been working all the time, but not through them. And they called and um, asked me to meet those two stuntmen uh, wanting to be director, director first full feature and i was like yeah <laughs> this is the end of my hollywood career but i went to meet them and uh, david wasn't there when i came i met uh, Chad, chat yeah. and we completely clicked and we had it you know those interviews is like maybe half an hour maybe an hour if you're lucky we were like half a day just he was showing me everything <laughs> like going through it and we had so much fun and um but I had to wait to talk to David to get the job. But uh, and that didn't happen until a month later. We had the Skype, and after that, I was hired. And um, so it was amazing. And we did John Wick, what it was such a beautiful experience! Uh, but it was also tough like, really tough. It was a 20 million dollar movie shot in New York, which is probably the most expensive city to shoot in. So it was tough, but we had so much fun. And those guys, uh, both Chad and David, they're just so passionate about, you know, this genre, about movies in general and about action. It was such a great time. And I've done a lot of dance short films. So I'm very used to handling choreography, which I, I think is another tool I had going into it that I've done so many music videos, like... Um, Choreographed, not music, but dance videos. Yeah.
0: The fact that you have met these guys and and still carried on working with David um, throughout this process and and Kelly as well. um You know, is there anything with you guys in the in in the in in the future, uh, or is it a kind of you yes. taking a break?
1: We are actually we are going to Australia. They are already in Australia prepping. And I'm going beginning of October for a movie called Fall Guy. The Fall Guy.
0: Right.
1: right, okay. Ryan fun.
0: fun times ahead. And, yeah. That should be good.
1: Fun. Yeah. Super exciting. Yes, yeah. it's going to be great. But we also, like I say, we have such a long working relationship that we work really well together, I think. And I think it's important to find your clan, you know. For everyone, find your clan, like, because also, because no, no one person makes a movie. No one. Exactly. It takes a village. So find your village, like yes. find people you enjoy working with or you believe are going places and, you know, join them.
0: Any advice for aspiring movie editors?
1: Yeah. I mean, be lucky <laughs> because a lot of this is luck. I had, you know, I have, I know there are better editors out there than me. I'm just lucky. But you also have to be open for the opportunities when they show themselves and be unafraid. I mean, it is a lot to like suddenly go to a country you don't know to shoot a movie with people you really don't know. And, you know, so be brave, be brave. Also taking the dialogue, be brave, having fun with the material don't be scared of it. You know, you can pay it and sway it as you like. And then just go back if it doesn't work. Just have fun with it. Play with it. And find the joy in whatever you're doing now. It might feel super boring. But make it fun for you by like just experimenting. How can I make this interesting? How can I make this work? Thank you for
0: your time, Elizabeth, and uh, good you. luck with the uh, fall guy. And uh, hopefully we'll speak at some point in the future.
1: I hope so too. Take good care.